Hello and welcome back. This is Colin Keeley here. And I'm Brent Sanders. We are two guys buying and building wonderful internet companies. Indeed. What do we want to talk about this week? We have a, a, a couple of new things. Your course is live. It went live on Wednesday, launched it out to everyone, added a community on top because I felt like it was a shame. So many awesome people like signed up and I was like, why don't people connect and meet each other on the back end? So did a bunch of research on the best platforms and I looked at all of them. I would say Slack, Discord, Discourse is another one that's pretty popular, like a forum software. And I ended up, oh, and Facebook groups probably have the best engagement, but you know, most people don't really trust Facebook. And I didn't really want to do that. Yeah. So I ended up on Circle seems to be the favorite for these cohort-based courses or like creators that build a community on top. Yeah, I really dig it. I, I did one of the lessons in your course and I, I, so you granted me access. That was my, my price of admission on, uh, what did I do? It was on hiring a tech team or working with the tech team, but basically tech one-on-one if you're going to buy a tech business, but I got to introduce myself. It looks really good. I'm really impressed. Like you've got 40, 50 people in there in the first couple of days. And I'm excited in looking at some of the profiles, everyone's like filled out their profiles and it really does seem to be a good place for just spitballing ideas, whatever else. There, there are some of these communities that have been around for a long time and some, a lot of them have been paid and a lot of them, I guess that's one question. It's like, can anybody join or do they got to buy the course first? Yeah. So I'm going to get more of those questions. I imagine the entrance fee is the course price and then you have lifetime access and you could separate them. You could have the course and then you could have a yearly fee for the community or something. I want to reward like these early subscribers with as much awesome stuff as possible because mm -hmm. they're like early believers in you and us. Yeah. They have lifetime access. I don't know where it goes in the future. And maybe it's like a country club where it's like the price increases and increases just to keep the quality of the people up. And that's purely the reason for a high price. It's just like an entrance fee, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun. There's already a lot of introductions, some like discussions going on. I think it's just going to increase in value over the long term. Yeah. So I can't wait to start advertising my new supplements business on here. No, <laughs> yeah. Just I had kidding. to do codes, code of conduct. I had to go through yeah. all this stuff and plan it out in the beginning. So yeah, people misbehave. I'm just going to ban you forever, but we'll see. It should be fun. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited about that. It looks really good. The the product you were saying circle. Yeah. Circle's. Like Beautiful. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have to pay because other ones are free or self-hosted. Circle, I think is like 40 to a hundred a month, which is cheaper than like Discourse or uh, Slack or some other ones, but definitely a little bit of an investment. Got it. Yeah. Looks really good. And then on the course, you have the line share, the lessons done. Do you have any more to record? I have a few more like forward facing ones around growth and product decisions and like our process of improving stuff. Like the question I asked, what did you find the most annoying? I've been working on a lecture about that, but it's mostly there. And then I have a bunch of guest lectures I want to record with other folks and just have to schedule them. And I think going forward, it'll be fewer lectures from me and many more from like other people that are specialists in their area. Great. Any other like guest people you think I should have on or that you'd like to see topics on? There's two categories for me. There's people that I think would be good from like a niche strategy of they've done it really well and here, you know, how they did it. I can think of a couple of companies that I'm trying to think of. There was a company we did diligence on at Builders that they had a really interesting like paid strategy and they went really deep into that. And they were, I feel like you did diligence on that for, you look at that deal. I forget the name of the company though, but oh yeah, so stuff jump like cut, that, jump of. cut. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I don't know if they're still around or what, but their strategies and maybe having some, somebody like that who went really deep down a, a specific niche 
or a specific strategy and, and just like getting that. Or even we talk about the sales guys at Paro a lot. Like they, they went deep on just cold emailing and how do you set up, you know, that whole infrastructure and, and how do you start to, to build a sales team from one person outwards? I feel like that would be really gold. It would just be a lot of really interesting stuff for people that here are the strategies, here's how to implement them and give people the option to choose from a library of, of knowledgeable people. And then the other category might be more on the investment side, right? Less, less implementation, more what do you look at when you decide to, to choose a specific segment, uh, channel or whatever, a set of pieces. Maybe your buddy, Andrew Wilkinson, somebody like that can talk about their strategies, how they see things. Yeah, that would be super cool. That's my view going forward is, I don't know, I'm a podcast host and like community manager where I'm just going to bring on experts in their different fields and have them, you know, explain how they do what they do so well. I think that's a, like a pretty established playbook. The one thing I've been like bummed on. So I launched on Wednesday and maybe it was unrealistic. I was thinking like, oh, everyone would rush through the doors and complete the courses. And I know online courses have a 5% completion rate. And it just is like a little bit of a gut punch to see people like not a ton of them going through. I, I know a lot of people got value and I got some really nice positive reviews on the templates and structuring deals and like hiring and managing devs, your section. But yeah, it's not 50% of people have completed the course or anything like that. So it's funny. Yeah, I think that in our experience with Avocado, we met with somebody, I forget the guy's name, but he has been in like the self-help space or something for since the eighties. And he was like, people buy these things. They don't even open them, let alone do they even listen to them. And I think he was busted or, or when somebody went after him uh, because he was mailing empty CDs to people or something like that, like blank CDs in a package. And he was just mailing to people saying it was self-help and he knew that, okay, only like 20% are even going to open it let alone listen to it. So I wouldn't categorize this as self-help, but it is personal development in a sense, or like you're trying to do skills building. And that is the the sad reality is you, the follow through is, I don't know if it's sad or maybe people just need to find that like Saturday or Sunday when it's not in the middle of the summer to, to dig into this course, but yeah. yeah. So the course business is always aspirational. And I think that was more of a joke on his end is I could just be sending out blank CDs and no oh, one was it? know. Yeah. I wasn't sure if he was actually a criminal or not. Yeah, I don't think he was a criminal, but uh, you definitely could, especially maybe in that stuff. I think the reality is with course like mine, it's only 200 bucks. And if you find out like one useful thing, like that saved you a couple hours of work and that's easily worth you $200. Or like you yeah. find one developer, one you know, SEO writer, and that's all your money right there. So it's easy to justify that 200 bucks and maybe people get their value and they just don't care to do the rest of it. I think the better question is what is, what are you missing out by, I guess, what's going to hurt you by not taking this course? If you don't do this, you're potentially going to go down some really, what is it that the lesser trodden paths or run into some basic issues. And, and this is where paying a little upfront to get you down the right channel or like pathway, for example, using the development piece of this, if you get off on the wrong foot with a developer, you, you're talking like weeks to course correct. And it's going to be thousands of dollars, thousands and thousands of dollars, potentially even beyond that, just if you make the first step incorrectly. So I think this course is full of making the first right step. So diligence, modeling out what your pathway is going to be, or trajectory is going to be in a business. These are all, it's all full of your first steps. We go deep on, you go deep on a couple of things, but not really. It's not like, here's how you start middle and end a business. It's here's how you start, look at the business, buy it, get the deal done. And so it's all the beginning steps and they're so formative. So 
That's how I phrase it. That's my feedback on the course in general. It's 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 full of gold around not fumbling in the beginning. Yeah, that was really my goal is to shepherd you through the whole process of A to Z, of get it done. And this is how we do it. And it's been pretty effective for us so far. So yeah, I, hopefully it, everything's in super positive. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. What I'm realizing is it's going to be like more of a marketing exercise where you just need that top of funnel. You need people coming through the door. You need people seeing yeah. the site. And so that's realistically, it's probably my Twitter profile and then getting affiliates started and like getting inbound links from other people. So I'm actually, I set it up where I'm paying it 50%. So if you sell it, you get half the money and I get half the money. It's oh, a pretty, pretty juicy offer. Yeah. If you just want to embed that on your website or whatever, like people could be making you know, plenty of money from this. Dang. Yeah. I didn't realize you were cutting in half. So that's pretty good. Yeah. I think it's the right play for these like info products. And especially like what we're trying to do here, I'd rather have as many people come through the door and build up the community as big as possible than to not charging 5,000 bucks and taking it all myself. It's not purely like a money-making exercise, but I think in the long run, it's like significantly more powerful to have a big community on the back end. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. So stay tuned, check out Indie PE course. I think it's, um, if you're you're thinking of getting into the space, it's definitely a good investment. If you're already in the space, it's still a good investment. Just see it. It's like looking at someone else's work to get a sense behind the the curtain. We're trying to be open source about it to to an extent. You still need to pay for it, so it's not totally open source. But we it is a bit of an open book. And uh, Colin's got to eat, so got to pay something. <laughs> got to eat. Yes. Yeah. NDP.com. Check it out. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Let's talk with the, we were talking, we got a question from somebody about deal sourcing, inbound, outbound, like how we go about doing it, how we balance it. You want to, you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. So inbound is basically people sending us deals. And to me, that's like the holy grail. Like you become known for doing a certain type of deal. And that would be an argument to niche down as well. Uh, so that could be relationships where people just you know come to you because they know you, or it could be like content. So like the course or Twitter or this podcast. People know us that way. It increases your surface area for luck where people know of you, they just send you stuff. So that to me is the, like the best possible outcome. And I think that's like where Andrew Wilkinson is now with Tiny and he's going on all these podcasts and it all serves a purpose. Very few private equity people do that. A lot of VC people do that and like get the game on the field. Uh, a lot of private equity people are very closed off and very quiet. Many of them aren't on Twitter or anything. It's the two kind of different playbooks. And then outbound is like cold emailing, basically. So building a list building, finding a big list of companies that may be interested in selling or maybe in your market that you'd like to buy and reaching out to them. And then that is much more of a numbers game. And it also is relationship building over the long run. Like you may reach out to someone that doesn't want to sell now, but maybe they want to sell in three years or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. The, I got to talk about the outbound. Since buying Blink Sale, we get like five a day or so mm -hmm. like that. And it's largely trash. It's, and I think I've heard, we we're talking to some other folks who they have similar types of businesses and they decided to, to list it. And it's, I would imagine that it makes you feel good. Oh, these people want this. I just have a feeling it's like a ton of tire kickers. It's once they realize what the business actually is. It's maybe we want to see a, a, a certain dollar amount because they have no idea what you're doing. They have no idea what your financials are. They maybe because Plinkso was on micro acquire, so there probably was some disclosure of revenue and, and whatever else. So it's probably an idea, but still, I don't know. I don't give a lot of that. I've never crossed my mind. It's never crossed my mind to, to follow up with any of these people. Yeah, 
So it is a numbers game though. So it oh, doesn't totally. work most of the time. You only need a few of them to work and they're like proprietary deals where there's no other buyers in the market. They're just selling to you. So you can get pretty amazing deals. So at scale, like if we had more money or more time, you'd hire a bunch of interns, like booth interns or undergrads or whatever, or VAs to do the list building. And you just, you know, set them on it. And if they got one deal done a year, it would be worth all their salaries. Hmm. That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah. It's just, we did cold emails for formulated. And when you just get one, it's okay, this is worth it. We did months of it and we got a couple of conversations and at least you have some irons in the fire when you're starting from nothing, but yeah, it clearly must work. Otherwise people wouldn't do it. Yeah. We will start the operation up at some point and pursue it. But I think the reality is like just through referrals and inbound, it's been sufficient for us. But once you have more money and could do more deals, I think it you know, makes sense. Yeah. And then you probably at some point graduate to the point that you're just known in the industry and then you can stop your cold emailing because people just know to go to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's timing, right? On the cold emailing, it's, it's if you find somebody who's just had that day where they're like, I hate this business. I want out. And you slide through with the, the right pitch and the right, you know, you resonate in the right way to them. Yeah. I, I could see that. And I know I've been there myself where it's just like, what am I doing here? And if somebody... I just, I do think the, the personal referral is always great, but yeah, to your point, you have to really be established and people got to know you and, you know, trust you. And going back to the course, I'm hoping that people can start building relationships that way. It's if we can, you know, help facilitate it's not what the community is about. It's not my, you're not trying to replace micro acquire or even step into that game, but there are a lot of people doing similar things. It's just, everyone has their own profile. And as we've talked about, almost on every podcast, like there's just an abundance of opportunity out there. And so I think there's more opportunity than there are operators and acquirers. Yeah. It's super early days. I, there's so much opportunity and there's just going to be even more. And it feels like there is a bit of a wave building where like more and more people are getting into this, but we're still such early days and like our podcast and the community and the course, all that will just continue to compound a relationship as well. So it's, we're all, it's all investing in the future. It just you know, takes time to build that reputation up. Yeah. Agreed. So that, I, I guess the answer to the question, what are we doing? It's all been referral as of right now. I think you definitely have the, you're the top trending Twitter person. You clearly have a profile there where people know that you're doing as far as I get emails from people now that you know, we've had conversations and, and I keep a lower public profile, but privately telling people what I'm up to and you just got to put it out there. And so you start getting these emails. I got one today from a gentleman we were speaking with, of new business. Maybe it's fit, maybe not, but either way, it's an opportunity. Again, increase that surface area for luck. I like that. I like that saying surface area for luck. I'm going to start using that. Thanks. Yeah. I'll tweet that out. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. And that that's basically what's going on at, at Vern these days. And we're doing diligence on uh, deal number two. Hopefully that comes through, closes out. I think we we set a deadline for ourselves around, we're not going to talk about the, the business itself, but we've set a deadline that we just got to make a decision. I think we, it's been slow to get numbers, but I think around talking to everybody in the business and understanding it and wrapping our arms around it, I think next week, Wednesday, we want to just make a final decision. So next episode, we'll be talking about that a little bit. We definitely don't want to jinx it or anything, right? We don't want to talk too much. Yeah. I don't want to talk about live deals, but just as actual, like in practice of doing these deals, it's so much messier than maybe all investors like think from outside. Like everyone that hasn't done their first deal yet. It's, oh yeah, we'll just grab all the numbers. 
We'll check them. Thumbs up. They are what they say they are. It's taken weeks to just get the point where we could be like, yeah, the numbers actually are what they said they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you have this expectation that all the KPIs are like nicely in order and there's a data room set up and boy, is that not the case? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely not the case with the the size that we're working with, but this isn't a smaller deal. This is a, it's definitely on the larger side for what we've done in the past. And again, don't want to talk too much about it, but it's work. You got to do it. Yeah. That's where the opportunity is like it's mm-hmm. messy and that's where the reward is. Yeah. That's all I got. Me too. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Take care.